Welcome back to the Bob and Tom Show. We are coast to coast. We are worldwide on American Forces Radio, and we are fortunate to have here in the Napa Auto Parts Studios that man is over there. He is actor and comedian Billy Gardell. Hey, Billy. How are you? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to be in the studio with you guys again. I've got to I'm say, usually dialing in. Yeah. To it's a little weird because I was just um, watching you this morning. Um, literally, uh, it was were you the, in his hotel room? That's creepy. No, that oh. would have been creepy. Um, <laughs> watching me shave. It was the. It was. <laughs> it was. An, it was one of the first season episodes of uh, of Mike and Molly, and it was the one in which the marriage word is mentioned for the first time. Right. Great episode. Yeah, brilliant writers on that show. Great. We were so spoiled. Our table drafts uh, were usually better than most of people's shoot scripts. I love the cast on that show. And I, since you're here, I think I'm going to yeah. talk about how much I like everybody else on the sure, show. Sure, I would. <laughs> nice. I would. Nothing's changed. I, yeah, uh, right. nothing's changed since I mean, you guys were both great, obviously. But I loved uh, Swoozy Kurtz, uh, who um, but, um, we talked to her. And her name, you know, maybe you'll, I've got a trivia. You know what Swoozy, you know where she got her name? I don't. Uh, Swoozy Kurtz, great actress, mm-hmm. Broadway sure. actress. Mm-hmm. She's named after, I believe, she said it was her father's airplane. Correct. Her during father was World a, War II. a heroic airplane pilot. Oh, That's really? exactly the Swoose, yeah. the Swoose oh. Goose. And, she, oh, cool. and she's this super thin, gorgeous. She's lovely. Man. Woman of a certain and, and age. Let me tell you, I've had to do a couple scenes with her. She's a Broadway veteran. She's won Tonys and and she's won Emmys and let me tell you something. She's had to hit me a couple times. You know how little she is. She's got a right hook. I mean, she has rung my bell, man. Rung my bell. And I love the guy that plays her her boyfriend, Lou Mastillo, another Broadway veteran actor who was just phenomenal. We were so blessed to get him. Great, great Chicago accent. Oh my God, he nails it. It just it's always down to the hey, Billy. Let me ask you something. He said the problem is he sounds like that off. Does set. he? Re- I was kind of wondering. Oh, that. does he? It's not as much, but it's right there because he's from Buffalo. So it's that <gasps> lake effect. He still has that. He was on The Sopranos. He was. He was the uh, the gardener. Uh, the gardener. Tony just who, uh, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. that's and right. Uh-huh. Robert Loggia breaks his arm. That's exactly yeah. right. Very yeah. good. And Jeff. you know how to spell Robert Loggia, don't you? No, uh, how do you spell it? Well, R as in Robert Loggia. O as in, oh my God, it's Robert Loggia. Billy Gardell is our guest. Do you mind if I keep talking about how much I love that show? No, I want you to. I, think I really love it. I, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. I may have seen every episode there you know what it was a timeless show and looking at it now looking back i think we hold up man i think the writers wrote really beautiful stories that were funny and heartfelt it was definitely a throwback show to i mean you know and we we had such a pedigree coming into that show because we had chuck laurie producing us Mm -hmm. we had jimmy burroughs directing us directed cheers taxi friends chuck laurie is the guy behind all these huge hit shows two and a half men mom big Big bang Bang theory Mm -hmm. so when he walks in a room do you hear angels sing Uh, yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean he really understands that it's about the relationships between the characters and i think that's a lot of that's lost on the younger producers and younger writers they think you just need to say a smarmy line smarmy line and the scene and you go why does this show suck well the reason is there's no there's no connection to the characters and that's what he drills because if you look at the shows that he's produced like if you look at them on paper it doesn't i don't know how he gets them so he gets them sold because he's him but i mean if you look like yeah we're gonna make four nerds rock stars right Mm -hmm. we're gonna take two overweight people and make them romantic leads it's all about the characters with him and then when you know we were so lucky to get jimmy burroughs the first two years i mean 
the fact that, that that guy knows more about funny than any of us will ever know. I mean, he's he, like I said, he's directed Taxi, Cheers, Friends, Will and Grace. It goes mm-hmm. on and on and on. Legendary. We did uh, we did the thing that they honored him, um, Sean uh, uh, from Will and Grace. Um, Hayes. Sean Hayes. Yeah, it was, it was a super sweet man. Put together this tribute for him on NBC. Yeah, a couple months ago. And we were all sitting there, man, and I was like, what a fraternity! Because we looked over to the right, and it's the taxi table, and to the left of us was Cheers. Behind us was Frasier. The Friends kids were like the the sitcoms that this man has helped shape. Unbelievable. And we got you know we got him for two years, which I really think molded the relationships. You know, he would preach, go out to dinner together, go hang out together. If I don't think you know each other, nobody else is going to think that you know each other. No. And Did- we we bonded very well as a cast. And I always say it's because we were over forty. Everybody was over forty. Just about, except Katie and the Ambi. Everybody else was over Katie 40. Mixon? Yes, who has a new show, uh, American Housewife on ABC. She was, mm-hmm. if, if she was, she was a, a sister. What was the show? The, Eastbound and Down. Eastbound and Down. Mm-hmm. God. And she she's, has a role in the new movie, Hell or High Water. Yeah, she, does. she does. She's terrific. She's a wonderful actress. And, and But the, the grounding that came into that, because we had the veteran actors in Lou Mastillo and Susie Kurtz and, and a woman I adore, Rondi Reed, who played my mom. She was out. great. Is she American? She she is. She came out of Steppenwolf, man. You in know, Chicago. You know, okay, her, yeah. her contemporaries were like Malkovich. And, and, you mean Born and, to be Wild? Yeah, yeah I was that's say a great that too. band. Wow, that's a <laughs> <unbelievable>. <laughs> Not the band Steppenwolf. But she's great. She plays she's your mom. and she So mentoring and so kind and and the thing about our cast was like i said everybody was over 40 so it wasn't there wasn't that attitude of arrogance that you think you have to have when you're young you know we were all like wow we have good parking and, and we have insurance and yeah. we're all you, being you're paid mm-hmm. let's just all really enjoy yeah. this billy gardell is great. our guest by the great. way and uh, billy of course the star of mike and molly which is um now in syndication mm-hmm. and the, the, the billy's making money sitting here i am i made 12 dollars. <laughs> yeah it's an after from that contract four, from the 430 episode right. <laughs> great great show and i think it'll last a long time I, I i love the fact that they don't dwell on the overweight thing no, we, they, we touched on it at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, and then then okay, everybody yeah. gets over it, and it's it, because that would have I think been no, it would have been. But let me, I have a technical question. Ahead, you're you're question. you're at this thing, this tribute. Yes. You're surrounded by these amazing actors, yes. and I'm still you still have to be looking around, going, holy, yeah, there's Frazier. Yeah, without how 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 cool do you have to be to not walk up and get a selfie? You with know what, Kelsey man? Grammer. I mean, do you have to be? I think there's kind of a the, because the way. Burroughs does his thing everybody kind of feels like you're either his kids or you're his grandkids so Mike and Molly was kind of his grandkids but everybody respects each other because they came from that school so everybody was kind and it wasn't really it wasn't so much a selfie thing it was just it was like a wow we we got to do it too but you got to be you got, to but you have to be cool right yeah I don't think so I'm a little goofy I think if you can't enjoy what you're doing you're ridiculous like I hear these actors they'll you know when you hear them go well, I did the movie, but I haven't watched it. Yeah. Well, why? Why'd you get into the business? I just think you should enjoy every moment of that. The the one time that I was, I, I've been excited to meet other actors and, and talk with them about different things, but the one time I was really starstruck was um, uh, Burroughs is very good friends with Bruce Springsteen. Like, their their kids ride horses together, and it's like, wow. they're, they're good, good buddies. And he brought Springsteen to our taping one night, and I swear to God, when I met him, it was as if someone threw hot water on me. Yeah. I was like a little girl. I was like, oh, my God! 
Ah, ah, and, and, and I got to talk with him, and that that was the one time where I was like, I lost my cool completely. So yeah. I, I hear you're from uh, New, New, New Jersey. <laughs> That's exactly, man. That's exactly. Yeah, you always so, fantasize. So, so you 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 have a good band. You have a good <laughs> band. You're very good. <laughs> so I I, I I I've got a real quick story like that. I um we had Greg Allman come into the oh, show. Yeah, I loved Greg Allman. I wanted to quit college to uh, be a roadie for the Allman Brothers. Right, right. So Greg Allman's here, and uh, I found out later on from one of his guys he'd never been up this early in his life. <laughs> but uh, I happened to go into the men's room, and in those days we had a urinal and a stall. Correct. And I go in, and Greg Allman follows me in. So I figure, well, I, I go to the stall. So you better take the stall, the... yes. So and he, Greg Allman kind of talks like that. <laughs> and he goes, you get up this early every morning? And I'm peeing. Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Allman. Michael W., this is his act was, man, this has got to cut into your time to boogie. <laughs> <laughs> what a great phrase. <laughs> could First I get of all, that, he's get, right. Could yeah. I get that tattooed on my arm? <laughs> and, then we wa- and, then, and then this was their one of their reunion tours, and we, we walk out, and one of Greg's guys walks up to him, kind of does one of these looks left, looks right. Greg holds out his hand, then he dumps a bunch of pills in his hand, and Greg throws them in. Vitamins. Yeah. Rock and sure. roll. Yeah. Rock and roll vitamins. Yeah, but you're meeting your idols can be really tough. It so. does. And I was worried about meeting Springsteen because he's been like a soundtrack to everywhere I've sure. been in my life, just mm-hmm. like many people. And I was like, oh, please, please. I can't take it if you're going to be a jerk. I can't. I yeah. won't be able to handle it. <laughs> but he was he was as cool as I hoped he'd be and even kinder. And I ended up later actually getting to go have dinner at, at Jimmy's house with Bruce and his wife. Wow. That's like my one... That's the one where I was like blown away. I, I didn't know how to I'd talk. Have to like have me a... and my wife drove home silent. Like, did that just happen? Like, <laughs> what weird ticket did we use? Like, run, Charlie, run home as fast as you can. Like, how did I get inside the factory? So shines know? a good deed in a weary world. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you putting saltpeter on your mashed potatoes? I didn't want to get an erection in front of Mr. Literally. <laughs> See, uh, Billy, I don't know if you know this about Tom, but he equates uh, wonderful experiences in your lifetime, like your favorite football team or meeting someone the, uh, that you admire and you get an erection for some reason i'm mm-hmm. not sure it's a I, metaphorical yeah, erection. i don't think it is with him <laughs> <laughs> actually, physically i think you i'm sorry mr allman i'll be sitting down <laughs> i i just I, that greg allman moment when we had mm-hmm. allman we had greg allman and it was uh in dickie betts wow. and, and they had just added warren haynes to the band is I'll, now the time i should tell you that i didn't know his name wasn't almond until <laughs> i worked I worked at this radio station, Are our you flagship, me? and I was I my first weekend shift. You thought it was almond like I the nut. It was Greg almond like okay. the nut. As Pat Paulson once said, you can't see anything bad about President Johnston. That's true. <laughs> and I go, oh my god. So, so, so we're, we're, we're there, and we're, we're, so we're talking with Dickie Betts and Greg Almond, and, and Dickie Betts takes a piece of paper, writes down in big letters on a sharpie, and passes it to me with an arrow pointing, saying Warren Haynes. Meaning, reintroduce Mr. Who, Warren Haynes is now a friend of this show. Sure, but he was. How cool is it for Dickie Betts to be going? Hey, yeah. This is the new guy. Welcome. That's how him. it should be. Yeah. Or Dickie Betts is an egomaniac, and he's trying to tell you how to produce your own show. Which Why I you got to start trouble? <laughs> Why you got to start trouble? That's what Chick does. Did you know his name was Dickie Betts, or did you think it was Dickie Bates? Dickie Bates. I didn't know there was. Hey, Dickie. I thought it was Dickie Betts. Dickie Betts. I thought it was a nickname. 
Ooh, Would I you have a gambling problem? Hey, you know we like to bring our guests here so they can listen to us tell stories. Would you, you need be to quiet? make book? Dickie Could we Bet- talk to Mr. Dickie Gardell? Bet- take your money, Dickie, <laughs> Dickie Betts, and 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 George Almond. Yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> Billy Gardell is our guest, and I know I don't know much about this, but I do know your new project. I think I've got this right. You're playing Colonel Tom Parker. I am. I am the Million Dollar Quartet. And uh, great it was, play. It was a great play, great and uh, play. they got the playwright, and they partnered this, him with Gil Grant, and they wrote a dramatic eight-part series. This is the story of the famous session, Sun Studios. Sun Studios, and um, and it's the beginning of rock and roll. So it takes place starts in 1952. We filmed on location in Memphis, and. Uh, the, the Million Dollar Quartet, of course, was four unknowns named Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, and uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Yep. And it's about their beginnings, their beginnings and their trip to Sun Studios. Chad Michael Murray plays Sam Phillips, who started Sun Studios. And it's it's that great time where rock and roll was created. I mean, the, the Delta Blues was mixing with the church, and that was mixing with rockabilly, and it made this sound, rock and roll. And I played Colonel Tom Parker, and... You get to see what a crazy deviant this guy was before he got into the music business and then became even more crazy. But I love the role because I really love um, I love what John Goodman did with his career after Roseanne. So I'm kind of trying to follow that template to the best of my ability. So I told my agents I want to look for something dramatic to do. I want to look for something that's going to challenge me and maybe see me in a different light. And let's see how wide we can make this focus before I have to wear a security guard uniform for the rest of my career, <laughs> which I will happily do. But I wanted to take a chance and do this. And I found this script, and I just loved the part of Colonel Parker. And uh, it was such a nice turn to go from Mike, who's super sweet and always doing the right thing, to a guy that'll just lie when the truth works. And then they brought in Roland Joffe to direct it. Who oh, directed wow. The Mission, mm-hmm. The Killing Field. So I really, I just went down there with the attitude of becoming a better actor. And I think uh, I think I did a good job. I'm excited. It comes out in March on CMT. It'll be after Nashville. Oh, Great. nice yeah. timing. I could actually hear Tim Wilson, Tim Wilson whispering in my oh, ear. But, Bill, you don't play Colonel Parker? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. It'd be followed by... Here's what you don't know. That's exactly <laughs> right. And by the way, I saw his hat on your door. That touches yeah. my heart now. It's so nice been to see that. He's the man. Always been there. He man. was the man. I think he's looking down on me. He's happy I did Colonel Parker. His picture's next to mine. Oh, for sure, <laughs> Billy, for sure. That. You know what I mean? That'd have been right up his head. Bill, Colonel Parker. <laughs> but again, again, he always has a story that no one knew. No yes, one always. Some fact that only he knew. And he was going to drive it into your head whether you wanted to <laughs> or not. He has the greatest Leonard Skinner story of all time. Hmm. What you, which one? Um, the uh, the band Leonard Skinner always claimed that their name came from a gym teacher that made him get haircuts. That's what I thought it was. Nope. Tim says. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Not according to Tim I may Wilson. need to get the audio. My only problem with this is that Tom drags Alan Sherman into this whole thing, and I well, here's I the thing. It. These guys hate this because I love. My favorite song of all time, maybe Hello Mutter, Hello Fada. You see what, <laughs> we're, see what we're dealing with here? And here we are at Camp Granada. Oh, my God. Now he's starting oh, Who, doesn't, who didn't have that record? My grandma had that There's record. There's a line in that that goes, you remember Leonard Skinner. Da, 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 da. And one of the guys in Skinner told him that's where we got the name, but it was too, it was too silly a story to tell. Uncool. Because it's not rock and it's roll. It's not cool. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It, uh, Only uh, Tim would know that. Tim, well, he got <laughs> it right. He got it right from. I think he got it either from Ed King or, um, let's see, uh, one of the other guys, one of the other guitar players. I, I forget who he got it from, but uh, that's what he claims. And the coach just happened to still be named Leonard. Skinner? I don't think that was the case. Ah. I think the whole story was fabric. Who knows? But that you know, was one that, of his classic stories. I think that's one stories. of the problems with the world is people just are now 
we just need to know the real story and sometimes it's okay to just have the good story to inspire yeah. you. you yeah, know and I, mean? I always don't need to know I, I think the other thing I is think. everyone has to work on being cool and one of the great yeah. things about Mike and Molly is No, we didn't care. You weren't cool. I think but I think that again that's another gift of being over 40. You don't care yeah. about all you care about after 40 is comfort. I, I was at the grocery store a couple of weeks ago, and I looked down, I had dark socks and sandals on. No way. <laughs> I don't care anymore. I got a coupon for milk. I got to get home in an hour. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm fine with that. It's a very safe life. Took a long time to get lame. Uh, Billy Gardell's just one, one real quick question. This is a yes, two, sir. two-parter. Yes, sir. You went to Bruce Springsteen's house. No, I went to no, Burroughs' house. house. Oh, Burroughs' house. house to have dinner with okay. Bruce Springsteen. This question will still work. Okay. Does Burroughs have any memorabilia posted in his house? If so, is it just in one room? or? Um, first of all, there's so many rooms. I'm pretty sure they elect a pope at his house. <laughs> um, it, uh, he's an art collector, so he has very interesting pieces of art all throughout the house. But he doesn't have, like, it's, pictures I, of his well, productions? He, his, or? No, he's got an office with like 12 Emmys mm. sitting on a counter. <laughs> so I was like, I, I guess that's enough. right? There. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of says everything. Your, I, always, it, I always joke with him whenever we go into another room. I always go, Jimmy, you ever been in here? <laughs> <laughs> no, and at your house, do you have a little office? I do. I have, a little, I have one room in my house that, that my wife you, has let me have. And is that okay. the room that you have any stuff you might have from your showbiz yeah, career? Yeah, I, I took, uh, I, don't, I didn't take a lot from Mike and Molly. We all stole a little something as a memorable, you know, memorabilia thing. I took my badge and my, uh, actually my badge and my, my name tag, our camera crew had put into plaques for me in Reno, which I thought was really cool. And I took my hat and I took one of the uniforms. So probably shouldn't be saying that on the air, but that's right. <laughs> no, that, that was the only memorabilia that I, took. You... I have a poster that the cast signed for me and you know what I mean? Little things like that. My, my office is, I, I have one room in a very big house that my wife gave me. So I get one you room. You get the one room. And in my room, I have hard books, and I have a record player, and I have, there's yeah. nothing digital. I have my, I have one of my son's that. rooms because he's living in Chicago now, so <laughs> I get his. Oh, I'm not joking. <laughs> Giant Kiss posters. Yeah. Cream posters. Hendrix everywhere. At least he's got good taste. So you're still yeah. a hard copy guy. Books, CDs. I have to have a hard copy uh, first edition. Nice. I have to have a lot of notebooks. Uh, I'm a pen weirdo. I got a lot of pens, oh. certain pens I write with. And, oh, and I my have, God. I got to have a leather <laughs> bag. I got one for you to try. Here's Tom and his pen story. I have a, I have a, my wife will get on. Yes, I know that noise. (laughs) My wife, well, I write in about, I buy a new journal. And mm-hmm. the, my journals are anywhere from eight bucks to 20 bucks. But I like, I, I, I don't know. I need to, it's my OCD thing, whatever. I write about halfway through them and then I buy a new one. And my wife is constantly like, that's such a waste of money. No, she doesn't get it. It's because... such a waste of money. I go, look around this house. Can you not afford me this one exit? <laughs> <laughs> it has worked out for us. You're she just has wasting to understand. paper. You're, if you're, you're wasting like me, paper. You, you, go into, you go into Office Depot and you look at those, oh, no, you look uh, at those notebooks uh, and, uh, and they're blank and you go, that's the one that's going to have the joke. <laughs> that's it. That's what's going to have the joke. Then you walk that's over and, you, and then you look at the pens. Uh-huh. Of, of which yes I, say it by the way i found a new one by the way speaking what, of erections which one? Um, oh it's, my god it's, i don't have it here i was if god if i had i'd give it to you billy it's it's this german ultra fine point god it makes the jokes funny uh, by the way uh parker I'm, I'm a parker jotter fan those are one of my favorite pens and the 60th anniversary just came out with the white bottom set of blue and silver just nice. Just a heads up. Oh. One of the- you are a pen nerd. <laughs> I'm, wow. I'm whacked out. Wow. I actually went on the year when they stopped making the Pentel Stinger 2. Oh, I went I on. I went. I on love the- that he knows the names like I do. Oh, yeah. 
I went on the air and I begged. And begged. A, Please. A guy found me like 30 cases. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's and good. And you need all of them. Yeah. We're talking with the very fine actor and comedian Billy Gardell. This is The Bob and Tom Show. This is The Bob and Tom Show. We are live in the Napa Auto Parts studios. Thanks very much for joining us. And we are hanging out with comedian Billy Gardell. I'm about to make him feel at home, I think. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's yeah. hope this goes well. Uh, coming yeah. up, yeah, you know this show. It could go wrong. Coming up, it's the Napa shoe of the Week and, of course, the Napa Tool of the Week. Mr. Gardell, we've known Billy since he was just a young, handsome stand-up comedian with a great head of hair. I've never been young. Never and been um, and a, a great show. I think it'll, it's one of those shows I think you can watch, as you mentioned. It's got great legs on it. It's going to be kind of evergreen. It's called Mike and Molly. You've moved on to a new project I'll get to in just a second, but... Um, I want to see if you know who this is. We were talking. We got we got off track, of course, because it's this show, and got to talk about meeting famous people and how you get nervous sometimes, even sure. at your level. Yeah, and I absolutely. Uh, we had uh, Greg Allman and Dickie Betts in here, and it was it was kind of nerve wracking for me. But um, I want to see since we're talking a little bit of rock and roll. Do you um do you recognize this? Let me, let me see if I can find this here. It is. How about this? We can't stop this burning desire. Leon. Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh's finest. Is that uh, Donnie? Donnie Donnie Iris. Iris. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold it, everybody. (laughs) Ready? How do we say Donnie? Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Iris. Donnie Iris. That's right. It's one of those. That's him. He was obviously famous in Pittsburgh where you grew up. Yes. But that's one of those great songs. Great summer jam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sort of a regional hit. rock and roll song of all. It's one of those songs you got to get it and listen to it. It's a great Just when you think it's over and you've got it, they throw a little something there at the end. Before we get get back to what you want to talk about, we were talking off the air. I have, uh, I've got. I've sort of taken over one of my son's rooms at my house right. because I'm not in charge of my house anymore. I understand this. And uh, I'm about to reinstall my uh, classic um, uh, urinal? Am- amplifier. Oh. No, yes. And vinyl. He does have yes. a urinal in, the, uh, in one of his houses in the garage. I, I do have a urinal in the garage, but there that's a different story. Okay, why, I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you? Uh, <laughs> why wouldn't you? What kind of albums are you listening to on vinyl? Um, I go strictly jazz and classic rock. And then I got like 10 of the cheesiest Christmas albums that I could find <laughs> that I torture my family with for about two weeks leading up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, well, at least you keep it in the season. You don't. Okay, yeah, no, I'm going seasonal, to. I, seasonal. This is an awful thing to do, but I'm going to do this to you right oh, now. No. Go ahead. What do you got? You had a guy that was writing for your show. Yes. That is a, is a friend of this show and has been for many years. Um, Think the world of him. And I, he's a terrific writer. In fact, the episode I just watched of your show, the most recent one I watched, he wrote. Mark Gross. Mark Gross is his name. I and am a fan. This is a on and off the. This field. is a Christmas piece. Okay. We have a rule: we never play anything about Christmas prior to Thanksgiving. Okay. How I'm breaking the rule? Okay. Right. Just for you. Thank you. Because of your years <laughs> in stand-up comedy, All right. I think you will enjoy this recording of us speaking with him. Going back just a few years. <laughs> right now we're joined in the studio by comedian Mark Gross. I had to do a, these corporate gigs. You know, I did one the night before. It was Christmas week. You know, it's great. Yeah, we'll get a comedian for Christmas week. It'll be great. <laughs> well, you know, and so I get in there and the, <laughs> it's the old, you know, the podium mic with the, uh-huh. you know, that thing. And, and I don't, I have no idea what had gone wrong with this company. 
it was like a media buyers group. I believe it was in it was like an Omaha or something. I don't remember. But I go in there and they were just it was just you could just tell something was clearly wrong. <laughs> really wrong. By the way, we're to there, give the announcement you know? about the downsizing after our next guest. <laughs> yeah. You might have read yesterday in the paper. Uh, we're 39 of the 42 of you will be losing. Now, here's comedian Mark Gross. None of you got your Christmas bonuses. Instead, we've given the money to this funny young man here. Who's, you know, I don't know. Something. Something was wrong. Something was wrong. I don't know. Right? Gross sounds like a Jew to me. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Get him up here. And, uh, I'm, I'm telling you. Let it that was, go. I mean, literally, I'm seven minutes in. Nothing. And I'm, and I'm clean, and I'm going, what is wrong? And, I, and people started to shun me, literally. They were like they would have turned their backs and they're, and they're looking down and they wouldn't even face me and I, and I go I'm, I'm totally serious they were turning around I could hear their chairs this is horrible you know and I and I thought well and I was like I was like I'm at least doing my time because they'll try and rip me off so I I get done with it and uh, and I'm like thank you good night and nobody claps then I had to walk through the audience to get to the lady in the back with the check I had to do that I'm like walk and I can hear my feet. I can't <laughs> and that's it. And this lady was in the back room with this check in her hand, and she uh, and she said it loud enough so that everyone in the in oh, could hear no. to save her own, you know, to save her own bacon or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Well, I hope you're happy," <laughs> <laughs> which is never good for starters. And then oh, she goes, my God. "She goes, I hope you're happy. You've ruined Christmas." <laughs> There you go. That's uh, that's the great Mark Gross. Um, oh, I love him. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, man, nobody tells the story I'm like gonna, Mark. I'm going to call him and ask him who books that. Maybe I can pick that up this year. <laughs> and Mark Mark worked with Billy Gardell on on Mike and Molly, and he's gone on to uh, a couple new shows. I think he's doing yeah, Matt, he, Matt LeBlanc. He, he's writing on Matt LeBlanc's, but he's in development. CBS has signed him to an overall deal, and, and well deserved. This guy, you know, I hope me and Mark hope to work together again in a couple years. I think it would be a great teaming and. Uh, we would giggle, man. We would be on the Warner Brothers lot and just giggle, like who has let us in here? Like, can't, you know, we should be at a one nighter at a bar called Stickies, and here we are, man. We're riding, a great room. We're, we're riding around. Stickies, riding, a great room. <laughs> we're riding around in a golf cart, and people are asking us if we want lattes. I don't know how that happened. When you're shooting God. the show, do you does Mark stand in the wings and say, "Wait a minute," and they'll change a line? Here's or? how we would do. They would. Um, we would. When we shoot, there's always a place called Video Village where you know Chuck and and uh, Al Higgins and Julie Bean and Mark and the, our other writers kind of sit there, and they watch the monitor and you have the live audience and then you do the take and then they would look at it and think, okay, can, can we like they kind of worked as a team and they go, okay, can we beat that? Can we beat that? Can we beat that? What can we beat that line with? And then someone would fly in, give you the line change, and you would do the take again. And then what we got to was we would do two and try to nail everything the writers wrote. And then the third take, they would let Melissa just do whatever came to her mind. Mm -hmm. And I would always tell her, don't tell me. I don't want to know what you do. I don't want to know that way if I can. I want to see if I can hold it together because that'll make the audience enjoy it even more. So whatever you're going to do, just do it, but don't indicate and don't let me know. So then it became this really cool dance between us. So Does the audience know that? They had no – well, they, they would. They don't know that the third one was just going to be her okay. going and doing anything. So it was a surprise for them as well. So it became these really nice 
least three takes of every scene. It was one for the writers, then the writers would adjust, and we'd do one for them again, and then they would let us kind of see what was I would make happen. this argument. And they would pick the best. I was going to say, how many times did the third take ever make it into the show? Oh, it did. It did. So yeah. That was one of the great things about our show is if whatever was the best mm-hmm. lived. There mm-hmm. wasn't. We didn't have an ego about, I wrote that, and uh, you need to put it in there. there did you, did you that, see the movie you know? This is 40? Uh, yeah, her, her scene, her, that, that was the funniest. Oh my, it yeah. stole the movie. It stole oh. the movie. Well, I called the movie This is 40 Minutes movie. Too Long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's move on. We're talking with Billy Gardell, and I, I know you got to get going here. Uh, uh, congratulations on all your success. Thank Love you, the show. Thank yeah. you guys for always having me on. The here, new man. project. I appreciate it. The thank new project you. Hold is. Hold on and take your thank yous. Thank you for oh, always yeah. having me on. You've had me on here since I was 22 years old. Well, that that was just five years ago. That's impossible. Yeah, that uh, can't possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> I just really appreciate it, man. You're Thank very you. welcome. Uh, You're always welcome here. Uh, and we had we were lucky. We had Swoozy on, and uh, we had. Uh, I'll get Lou to call you if you want. He's not doing nothing. He'd love to call you. Oh, Salvitro, Salvitro <laughs> from uh, He'll call Sopranos. You hey, yeah. how's it going there, Tom? How are you? Love every that. time, every time he mentions the got the Viagra. <laughs> We got a New York person. We got an L- LA person. We need oh, a Chicago. Guy. He's the guy. Yeah. He's the Buffalo, guy that broke. Yeah. He, he made me break character more than anyone else. He makes me laugh because he would so just much. come at you with those big eyes and then, <laughs> with those sausage link fingers. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> you could, I couldn't hold. And I like Niambi Niambi. Sweetheart of a man. The guy Sweetheart. that is the the waiter and the cook, and uh, yep. you guys will be talking about something, and then he'll mention abject poverty. Yeah, exactly. Every time. <laughs> I'd like to I go came home. here in the wheel well. <laughs> <laughs> Last year I ate a piece of gum. <laughs> uh, the, the new project, real yes, quick, sir. is called? Uh, the Million Dollar Quartet. It's about the beginning of Sun Studios, Elvis, Johnny Cash. And you play Carl Colonel Perkins. Tom Parker, and, Colonel and Parker. it will be airing when? In mid-March. They're looking for their exact premiere date, but we should come on right Right after Nashville. Oh, we have to talk to you again before that. Yeah, I'll yeah. call. Him. I call. will call and shamelessly plug the show and beg you for more airtime. Okay. Very, well, if we, I had... would imagine at the end of February. <laughs> <laughs> and, and go see Billy live. I, I was lucky enough to MC a show he did a couple months Thanks, ago in St. Man. Louis, and Thank my you. God, the act is just stellar. That's right, so, and, and this guy's funny. That's why we this honor is him. Why we very, have him very here. Funny cat, man. Oh, thank you, absolutely. He had he had, he had an appendectomy time. on Sunday, and he oh was. My God, I did. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing all right. He was told, "Be careful. You really shouldn't laugh for a week." And then he told the doctor what he did. He goes, "Don't worry about that." <laughs> <laughs> You'll Before, be fine. If I had an appendectomy, it would be like the scene in Jaws where a license plate comes out, <laughs> a tire. Billy Gardell's we a have little to, kittener boy. One real quick thing before we go. We have to do this. Hello, mother. Hello, father. Yes! Here I am at Camp, Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. Remember this? Sure. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops Stop raining. I went hiking with Joe Spivey. He developed poison ivy. Here's the good one. You remember Leonard Skinner. Wow. He got tomate poison. A lot of people don't after. know. The <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Skinner. Oh, Timmy. Well, we love you. Mr. Tom Griswold. Yeah. Thanks, Billy Gardell. This is Thanks the Bob and Tom time, Show. Guys.